As you've probably noticed, the music world moves pretty fast these days. Take Dadiri as a good example of that. A little over a year ago, the Warrnambool-born singer and songwriter gave us his first song. I just want you to know that I do not feel nothing when I say I've got to go and leave you this way. You'll find a love to blind you. Since then, there's been other standout singles like Jude, which registered enough votes to put it at 156 in Triple J's Hottest 200. I'm a fool for pain yeah. All up, he's had more than 8 million streams on Spotify alone, and he's been packing out venues on just about every run of shows he's done. Richard Kingsmill with you once again for the 2018 podcast. With the release now of his debut EP, Didiri and I sat down to talk about where he's come from, which includes talking about his father's unique career in the music industry. We start, though, by getting his thoughts on the past year. It's been a strange one. Um, still remember busking on the street, and it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Just over a year ago, really, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, the, the, all those memes keep coming out of like, oh, do you remember... Like this, it's been 10 years since this. Do you you feel old? That's how I feel about my career right now. (laughs) Yeah, right, okay. What were you like busking? Oh, I I mean, it was cold. It was a bit of a blur, really. Two years of my life kind of playing with fists instead of hands because the Melbourne colds really took its toll. But Did you ever busk in Warrnambool? No, never. Um, It wasn't until I got halfway through uni and I kind of decided I didn't want, I wanted to ban myself from any other income other than music just so that I'd force my hand a little bit towards doing it. And did did you finish uni at the same time? Yeah, three years, jazz piano. Oh, okay, so music related. Yeah. Yeah, jazz piano. Yeah. Okay, not a lot of that's come into the music. No, I um, kind of steered clear of it as well because I, I mean, I started writing and I was writing on piano and I kind of hated what I was writing, just over-intellectual kind of chord choices and all that kind of stuff, not very, just overthinking all that side of it. And But did the did the course make you overthink? Because jazz piano maybe Yeah, was... that's, that's why I stopped writing on piano because I'd done this course. And oh, okay. And it was influencing you too much. Yeah, I mean, I definitely use those skills in the studio. You just may not come through the way you'd expect. But writing, I love writing on guitar because I barely know what I'm doing and it just gets a lot more raw and a lot more speaks to the song. I'm thinking about the song, not the elements of it. What was the first instrument you learnt, though, piano. as a kid? It was, yeah. it was piano. From about the age of three or four. Wow. Yeah. So your father, because your father's been in the music career for a while and he's mm. a kid songwriter. His name's yeah. Barry, Barry Peters. And he's done pretty well for himself. He's, uh, we were trying to work out how many albums he's sold of his first one and it's close to like 50,000 and that's pretty impressive, especially because it's by hand. Like, he steers clear of all kinds of media and cities. He's just a regional touring man and passing albums like that is that's crazy quantities. So what was it like growing up in a household where he, that was his living? Difficult and amazing at the same time. Touring, I learned so much about life, just being on the road really early, but then also... And he would take you... Yeah, most, most places. I'd be lucky if I did one tour a year, and I think he does about four or five. Yeah, wow. So it's a, he's got to work hard for his money. He's got yeah. to work hard for the success. I think it's like 
200 gigs a year for the last 20 years of a career, maybe longer than that. And was he always um, encouraging towards you and learning music? Absolutely, yeah. Too much so, almost like I I could have got a better paying job. (laughs) But but mum and dad were like, this is what you want to do. Like parents are always concerned about what you're, you know, where you're going and whatnot, but they never ever questioned it. They were just like, that's what you want to do. And was it something that you wanted to do as well? Yeah, Did you absolutely. really feel it inside? Yeah, 100%. I remember hating practicing piano when I was a kid and thankful that my parents like said, nah, you got to do your 20 minutes a day hmm. for those like four years where it feels like you're just learning to ride a bike. Like, I mean, you just absolutely hate it. But once I pushed past that, it became the only thing that I did. I skipped school to practice piano. <laughs> like I remember skipping French class and my French teacher being so angry at me because I went to like the music room and sat by myself. It's such a weird thing, <laughs> like looking back yeah. on it now. It was the time like, I was like, that's what I want to do. Okay. Yeah, well, you weren't going behind the toilet blocks to smoke. You were going no. to the music room to practice I was, piano. I right? wanted to be more nerdy. <laughs> how, how angry could a teacher get? Yeah. Um, what about musically? What was getting played in the house? What sort of sounds did you grow up around? Very, very specific, which is like my my mum and dad have very specific, good but specific tastes. Like it was... Pretty much Elton John and, I think it's gonna be a long, long and time. Bob Dylan. Like a with a simple twist of and mostly local too, because I grew up really close to the Port Ferry Folk Festival. So it was whatever played there was the next thing I was into. And I think that's where my love of live music came from, because the only people I listened to were either really old and irrelevant now or people that I'd just seen last week and I would go to the festival just being like, I don't know anyone on the lineup. I'm going to find out. Mm. So I got into like Geordie Lane and uh, I think Glenn Hansard played there one year and the Waifs played a few years in a row. So very much folk influenced but I didn't realise it. I thought that's just what music was. Well, that's coming out in the music that you made over yeah. the last year. It's Absolutely. very reflective of that. Also, when I listen to, especially the song we're about to hear, your latest single, I hear a lot of 70s yeah. in the sound of what you do. So all of those elements are sort of coming into play in the music that you're representing. Making music is one thing, being up on stage and performing it for people. Was that something that you always were comfortable with and always wanted to do? Yeah, definitely. I started out as a juggler. <laughs> like I would open for my dad's shows at festivals and things. By choice or because yeah, yeah. He, he thrust yeah. you out there? No? no, absolutely by choice. Um, chronic attention seeker. Were you a good juggler? Um, enough to entertain a crowd. To get by? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I could like juggle and eat an apple and take off my shirt at the same time. <laughs> well, that's, that's, pretty, a... that's pretty good. <laughs> I did musical theatre. I was just absolutely going to be a performer. There wasn't really any question about it for me. Every time I saw someone perform... I had two th- simultaneous thoughts. One was, I'm really moved by whatever it is. The second one was, I can do that. and I can do that better? No, definitely not. I, I just, I can do that. Just like, I'm inspired by that and I can do that my way. Not better, but I could he- I'd hear someone tell a story on stage and be like, I could tell my story. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I'd do it. One more thing before I go. No, you said you'd call me in an hour or so. 
But I have to call and say That I can't get last night out of my head No, I can't get last night out of my head One more thing before I grow Mix it up, let's take it slow But I have to call and say That I can't get last night out of my head No, I can't get last night out of my head And I know that I'll be here And I'll take you over tears I just wanna make it clear That I love That's a great track. I, I, I like that. It's a very honest track too. You don't really sort of hide much in the songwriting of that song. No, a lot of my um, a lot of my friends have been concerned that I'm gonna write them into something and tell the world something about them. But honesty. How do you feel about that? Because songwriters sometimes do feel challenged by those situations. Ah, definitely challenging. Um, the first song that I kind of took off for me, Jude. I um, wrote about my autistic brother and I, I definitely thought long and hard about the light that I was shining on that and whether it was a good thing and absolutely 100% a good thing. But, but you weren't sure at the time? At the time, oh, just thinking about it, like making sure it was because I never want to like tread on an anthill just by accident, like making sure that you know that it's a conscious decision. Because I think a lot of artists, especially now because it's so instant, like putting stuff online, putting your thoughts out there is very quick. I think artists need to really go, do I want to put this out? And it's absolutely your choice whether you want to say something or not. Mm -hmm. And I will always say that it's my perspective on mm -hmm. a point of view. Like I was really careful with formaldehyde as well. To um, I never wanted it to say, I know how you feel strong women it it is i see how that is and i can see it happening not i know what that feels like and the way i wrote that i was very specific about that as well and very specific with my publicist about how to represent it yeah how to represent that because i knew that i didn't want it to come across as another guy telling people that he knows how women feel it's very much uh i see what's going on here and more of a, an arm on the shoulder of the people that I know that have been affected by the stuff. So I'll keep our kissing for my old Hope and decay will be mild And I say I'll never love again I'm just hoping this will never mend can I ask a little bit about uh, how many songs have you got? Have you got a stack of songs? Because, a lot, yeah. you know, we've had, we've had some pretty impressive ones over the last year. What more can we expect from Dadiri? Have you got a bank load? Have you got albums? Yeah, definitely. I've been writing pretty solidly, but I guess filtering it because my aim is to write, just to write. My aim isn't to write a good song or a bad song. It's just to put pen to paper. 
so most of my process is filtering, not I don't struggle to write. I never got I've never had writer's block per se, but it's just going back through the ideas yeah, to figure out which are the good ones. Yeah, definitely. And this EP, a lot of people I'm obsessed with albums and especially like my friends have been like, Why didn't you do an album first? And I these six songs in particular that I kind of picked for the EP were a specific time in my life and that time's passed and a lot of the stuff that I'm writing now wouldn't have meshed, in my opinion, with the rest of the EP. So it just kind of happened I, and I'm excited for new stuff. But This is a chapter you wanted to yeah, release. Yeah, I wanted to, to full stop there. that chapter properly with just by putting it out and, yeah, there's there's one hidden track on the vinyl that it's kind of the full stop for that whole chapter for me. Um, oh, wow, and that's only on the vinyl? Yeah. Okay, well, I've only got the stream. We're about to hear a track <laughs> called Bird Sounds. We'll play it for the very first time. I just want to fill in some more blanks because I've never met you before and never spoken to you. Dadiri is your first name? It is indeed. Is it, is it an Indigenous word? It is. It is. What does it mean? It means deep, quiet listening or listening to the still part of a river. Wow, okay. Does that reflect you, do you think? Did you grow um, into your name or did your name perfectly suit you? <laughs> I think my parents were pretty hopeful. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sometimes you're not exactly that. I think after you've had two kids, the third one, you're kind of hopeful that they're going to be deep, quiet, still listening <laughs> child. But um, I, it's definitely something to live up to I, every day. When Whenever someone asks me, I get inspired by it again. And it's such a beautiful... You should do some reading on it. I think I recommend it to everyone. It's spelled D-A-D-I-R-R-I, the Indigenous word, and it's amazing. Some of the stuff that Miriam Rose has written on it, who's an Indigenous elder, she sums it up perfectly. You must get tired of having this asked. I mean, because uh, obviously I'm not I the mean, first. I'm but... not tired because it's an incredible dedication to such a beautiful culture. Like I, we, we talk about a dying language all the time and the only way that it gets back out into culture is by using it and... The more people talking about it, the better, in my opinion. Fair enough. And last question, do you always perform barefoot? Not always. Okay. But I usually take my shoes off some at some point in the set. I don't, don't know why that is. It's usually just feeling like it. There's a lot of good positive nerves in the base of the foot that yeah. help simulate the brain. Yeah. The little I, I know about it, so maybe it's that. Feeling grounded and it's mostly when I play with a band. When I play by myself, I'm shoes, shoes on. Shoes stay on. God, there's some weird Jeez, mystery. I don't want to go brings, into the psyche. The band of... brings out a freedom in you. That's yeah, a... maybe. Anyway, we've discovered a lot. <laughs> that, that, that'll do. I don't want to cover everything. We'll, we'll wait for the album to go into even more psychological stuff. It's been really got, nice to meet you and well you done. Too. Well done on everything you've achieved in the last year. Let's hear Bird Sounds. Tell us just a little bit about this track before we hear it. Oh, in a sentence, uh, love should be simple. It doesn't have to be easy, but it should be simple. Wasting all my time on complex and complexes Didn't realise simple was so slight But can I give in Or will I let myself be free I've been wasting all my sight on Things that weren't meant to be didn't realize I was nearly there But can I give in Or will I let our souls be free I'm 
Deary there with Bird Sounds off his debut EP called Measurements. He's going to be playing Splendour in the Grass this weekend, the Darwin Festival at the end of August, plus he's supporting Vance Joy through September on his big tour around the country. Deary also off the back of playing in Europe and the UK earlier this year, just signed with a big talent agency in North America. So international touring will pretty much fill up the rest of the year, I reckon. Thanks for checking out the 2018 podcast again. Hit subscribe if you want me to keep you in the loop on the new releases and players on the scene week by week. And I'll speak to you again real soon. <laughs>